0: Oh, hey, I'm glad you're here. Hobbies. Do you think Little Dirk had a hobby? Growing up in the aisles of a video store, what do you think, ho- what kind of hobby would he have? Hobnobbing with DEFCON 4 and Hell Comes to Frogton. What kind of dangerous things do you think I was up to? Yeah, you probably guessed it. And there I was, slightly smaller, still pale, taking that hobby to my first grade show and tell. And there I stood in front of... James with his fancy Satyrion figure. And Becky with the strawberry shortcake that smelled delicious, but I wasn't allowed to lick it for some reason. Silly school rules. And little Dirk's turn. He goes up, opens up his protective case, and displays his menagerie of glass kitties. Yes, I collected glass animals, most notably felines, a hobby which I thought was amazingly impressive until show and tell in first grade. And I learned that that is not, a not something people are aren't are proud of or interested in. So that that's pretty much carried on through my life. Uh, my next hobby was, of course, stickers before getting to drawing, which I covered in the Leila del Duca episode, which you should listen to in season one. It's fantastic. Um, stickers, I mean, you know, you buy them. They sold them everywhere in the 80s. It was like a quarter for one sheet or 75 or 125 for like a really impressive dragonfly or one of those furry puppy ones. Um, of course, they're lenticular. I mean, it's like motion. Which way is that Smurf looking? It's incredible stuff. Anyway, my point is not all hobbies lead to greatness. Not, not everyone gets to be a professional sticker collector or um, glass kitty collector. But if you're listening and you are either of those things, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on a future episode. But professionalism, that's what I'm getting at. And today's guest is a professional. And that brings us to today's episode rather quickly and I think that's perfectly appropriate because I want to get to this conversation. It was an honor to have to ha- have him sit down with me and and get to talk about something I knew nothing about at all. The film is Sukabantaka. The guest is a professional yo-yo player, artist, yo-yo artist. Oh my gosh, I should have checked that. Yo-yo yoer, yo. Mm. Let's see this oh, the wheels are off the bus now professional yo-yo. Yes, there's the ups and downs here of this recording. Um, and this, for better or worse, is VHS. Hello, and welcome to VHS. I'm your host, Dirk Marshall, and I'm joined in the studio by Chester Parks, who is a professional yo-yoer. Yep. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, people can find out more about you on your we- on the website, pdx. Uh, dash yo.com mm-hmm. and you are Chester Noir, uh and chester.pdxyo on Instagram.
1: Yeah, I have a separate one that's just yo-yoing so that my friends and family don't get annoyed.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I first found you because of a yo-yo video that you would put on Instagram and perhaps I am completely outside of the yo-yo world, but I did not understand what was happening for how long the yo-yo was spinning.
1: Yeah. That's a big Change that happened and if I'm correct in the timeline, around 2005. Oh, really? That new? Uh-huh, yeah, it started becoming more popular. There was an 80s Canadian bearing company that made one, but the idea is that you are kind of rethinking what the wood axle does with the original Yo-Yo. So the wood axle, you would have it kind of slippery so that it would act kind of like a bearing, like a wooden friction bearing, and then as it slowed down, that friction would cause it to come back up. So you replace the wooden axle with a small ball bearing, like a skateboard bearing, but it's super low torque, so it doesn't need so much force. Wow. And then you have pads on either side that when you either pull the yo-yo the opposite direction that it's spinning, or you just put a bunch of string in the gap, it causes it to come back up the same. So it allows you to have a spin time of I think they have a competition just how long a yo yo will spin. Yeah. And I think the world records like around like twenty minutes or something ridiculous. Wow. He's not using it, but it's just sitting. It's just there. down. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's crazy. I had a yo-yo when I was a kid, and it just had the string tucked in the middle. That's the worst. Yeah, it was terrible. I didn't understand how it was even a toy. It just became something that you would just whip around and hit people with. Like, it just was, I don't know. So that's crazy, the whole bearing situation. Did the wood bearing exist prior to the 2005, or that's the whole bearing thing that happened?
1: Oh, I I guess not a bearing, it's just a wooden peg. Oh. But I'm just using terms of bearing because it acts kind of like a friction bearing of sorts.
0: Okay. The reason I'm joined by Chester is because we're brought together by the film Suke Bendeka. And at the time of this recording, you can only find this on DVD. Apparently it's not highly sought after. Uh, You can't stream it anywhere that I found. Uh, And I dug through so much. I've now seen pretty much all of the Suke Bendeka stuff because it's predominantly the most yo-yo oriented film that I could find that's not a documentary. Uh, I found a lot of scenes that we could have discussed, like there's a scene where Leslie Nielsen in a movie, like he's doing a mock version of the first Mission Impossible, where Tom Cruise drops down and he's like hanging amongst these lasers. Leslie Nielsen does it where things start falling out of his pockets. One of the things is a yo-yo, and then Mm. he does a couple tricks. There's not many films completely focused on a yo-yo. It's uh, something that just passes here and there, so... Today, we'll be talking about Sukabandeka, for better or worse. Uh, The film is directed by Hideo Tanaka, who mostly just did the Deca TV series, the first two movies. Um, Also, somehow, this is a trilogy?
1: That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every time they, from my understanding, every time they finished one of the SDs, Mm -hmm. as they put it in the movie, they do a movie transitioning to the next one. Yes. And there's yeah. a new one that came out in like, 2013 or something?
0: Um, yeah. So there's Yo-Yo Girl Cop, and then there's Sexy Yo-Yo Girl Cop, which is the same movie but her skirt's up in the front on the cover. Oh, thank God. Yeah, perfect. Um, those movies, uh, believe it or not, less enjoyable than the 80s films. Oh. Um, I think because everything's just direct-to-video and the special effects are really just subpar CG stuff, um... But the main problem, I think, for these series is that they're so serious for what they're trying to give you, which is, like, a girl with a super powerful yo-yo. They have all these, like, heavy terrorist plots and things. I don't know. It's very interesting. We'll get into it. The actor, uh, Yui Asaka, mostly known for this. Uh, we're going to see this as a pattern, is that the SD people are mostly known for SD and not much outside of it. People can track down all of their work in one place.
1: Yeah, I saw one of them. I think the one who played the Marble Girl. Mm-hmm. She became like a f- kind of famous singer.
0: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Because uh, she looked familiar and maybe I just assumed, I assumed she was someone else and mm. then it popped up and it actually said pop star slash actress. So I think she might have a hit. Before or after oh, cool. being in that, but and then some mildly uh, pornographic oh, <laughs> end yes. of midlife stuff
0: mm, in the two thousands.
1: I I don't know. I, when I looked her up because I looked up each one, being curious what they've done. Mm-hmm. Also, it eBay plots came up of like Playboy's from Japan, oh. and she was in like multiple of them. Mm. So I think she went pop star, actress, pop star, porn star, or sure. at least. Well, playboy star.
0: Some some yeah. people have that path. Uh, the synopsis for the film is a young crime fighter uses a deadly yo-yo to battle terrorists who plan to brainwash high school students. That's the plot.
1: That is all it says. Yeah. I guess that's pretty on
0: the nose. That's it. Uh, it sounds a lot more fun than, than the way the film plays out. The pacing for the film is very slow, uh, and uh, that can be uh, difficult to watch at times. Uh, and also what happens in the film is very, very strange. Starting with the first thing we get is super cool sound effects that we then realize are the sound of someone yo-yoing. Is that the terminology you just say yo? Uh,
1: we say throwing. Throwing, okay, yeah.
0: So every throw has this weird sound. Yeah,
1: that was the fun. one of the funniest parts, <laughs> every time.
0: Yes, every time. <laughs> Uh, Then we get a bunch of text about the heroin and the metal yo-yo and somebody's retiring, um, which is weird because we're talking about high school students.
1: Yeah. They made it seem like they only do it for like two years and then quit to have a normal life. They made it seem like she was like in the military for 50 years. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then you see her and you're like, wait, what? Who are we talking about? It then cuts to some guys swimming in real time. We're talking like a good seven minutes or something of swimming that's happening. The credits begin... Uh, the guys are then running, credits keep going. Uh, one guy hurts his foot, and the two guys decide to split up.
1: In a mysterious way. Yeah. I don't know if I looked away, but I just looked down, and his foot's so bad he can't yeah. walk now.
0: I rewound it. Uh, he hurts his foot, and he says, Give this rope doll to my sister. <laughs> you know, because that's what you do. And then he goes to a very well lit phone booth. Like, they've been. Very well They've definitely broken in somewhere, and then he's just like, I'm gonna go make a call. Who put a phone booth in this, like, secret laboratory, like a lumber yard or wherever they're at? It's very odd. And then he's promptly attacked with um, knives and hatchets.
1: And none of it seems to actually hit him. No. They just He just crawls in the bottom of the thing, and yeah. then he just dis- disappeared.
0: Yeah, and they're just damaging their own phone booth. I don't understand. Yeah. And they
1: both have little sisters? Yes. It's like everyone in that show has a little sister. That, like,
0: it's very important. They should have called it little sisters. She, of course, answers the phone, and then hears his last words. <laughs> Hell castle. They're coming for us, which I would like to be my last words as well, just to create some mystery. Also on my tombstone, I just want it to say, husband, consumed by vengeance. I just want people to read that and just think, well, he sounds like a good guy.
1: Yeah, that'd be a skull on the tombstone, I think, oh, yeah, to yeah. really add to the mystery.
0: Well, I want it to be one of those motion, like Halloween things, so it, the skull says it when you walk up to the tomb. Oh, it's good. You press
1: yeah. the button and it's your words, yes. so like, your daughter can hear your words. Yeah, yeah. It's a sweet way to be remembered.
0: I think so. I think I, Maybe I'll have her record it. So that it's her retelling of being like, yeah, he was a husband and consumed by vengeance as well. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. Uh, then we see our hero reading a letter in the library, which I thought is great because that's where I take my letters to read them. So, I, I take them to where there's books and then I don't read the books. I read the letter that I brought from home. Um, they open the letter and uh, she's lulled to safety and reads... Some message. I wasn't even paying attention. It was quite.
1: from one of their team who mm. was going to do school in England.
0: Yes, that, that's right. And they made
1: a big deal about it. Oh. Like it was world-ending that mm-hmm. she was going to England for a while.
0: Yeah, they're all breaking up at, at some point in here. And uh, then on the way home, she stops and buys a yo-yo from a yo-yo vendor on the street. Yeah. Um, is that how you got your first yo-yo from a street yo-yo vendor?
1: Um, although the streets of Portland are riddled with yo-yo vendors, um, I thought I would go somewhere else to get it. No. (laughs) Um, I actually got it from a man. There's a company in Eugene called One Drop Yo-yos and they're the only, to my knowledge, I think they're the only in-house manufacturing of their own yo-yos. They design and manufacture for themselves and other people in-house. In Eugene. Eugene, Yeah. You can go and see all these giant CNC machines and talk to the owners and designers and stuff. It's, It's pretty cool. And I went there for actually a kendama meetup thing. What is that? Kendama is also from Japan. It's a, like a Japanese ball in a cup. Oh. And I got into that because uh, uh, I had a drum core tryout, uh, audition, I guess, and I was skating and I fell and I sprained my wrist and mm. I botched the tryout and I didn't get in and thought I could probably should quit skateboarding. I'd rather quit skateboarding than drumming. And then I was at a friend's house and his roommate was like super into Kendama. Like he was a professional and he just moved to Portland and I tried it and it was fun and I was like, Well this is a cheap thing that is like skateboarding, but I won't, you know, hurt myself. And I did that for years and then the meeting the like they did like a tour, like how skateboard skate professional skaters will have like a tour. Yeah. They did it at one drop in Eugene and after being there for like eight hours, hanging out with yo yoers, they like sold me the actually I have it, my first yo yo there. And it was like 50 bucks and I was like, all right, whatever. And I didn't like it and then I got into it pretty deeply.
0: But it came from the Japanese ball and cup.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did kendama first. Yeah, I got out of that. I still do it, but I was like professional for that for a little while. Or I was on a team, I don't know. If, and I won some competitions and stuff and then the company went out of business and <laughs> I kind of was like, "Don't, not for me anymore. It's not as yeah. fun. Okay. Is it more
0: than just catching a ball in a cup?
1: Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Okay. Like, it's three cups and a spike, and it's a little bit... Look it up later, it'll be kind of sure. like, you're like, this thing looks dumb, and then you see some of the people play it and you're like, I don't want to spend that much time learning how to do that. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, like most things for me. She runs into a spy who has an envelope. He passes it to her. This is the rope doll. Um... Then he runs and gets on a bus. So she follows him, gets on the bus. Two bad guys get on the bus. And the music gets super awesome. And she yo-yos both of these guys, which is just like a plastic yo-yo, so it's, it doesn't murder them. Yeah. But she does Uh, she does throw.
1: She does with the great cut scene of yeah. the yo-yo zooming in. Going. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time a cut scene. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, and no no tricks. It should be stated that every every uh, execution that she does with the yo-yo is the exact same insert of it flying and going... Yeah,
1: Shoo. with the string like not attached to anything. It's yeah. like they just threw the yo-yo yeah. with the string attached or chain as it is later, which right. makes, to my knowledge, no sense at all. It's mm-hmm. probably impossible. I think the part that you missed, that's my favorite part, is that the spy bumps into her, dropping a package yeah and then he just runs away (laughs) and she's such a good citizen that she has to follow him to this parked bus with a bus driver in it
0: yeah and they just let him let him on yeah they don't pay and then
1: the two bad guys like she's like trying to give him his thing back and he's like that's not mine yeah and it's like this really awkward
0: then the bad guy's like he'll take it
1: yeah we don't know what it is but he'll he'll take it yeah it's it so... It's so weird. <laughs> I loved it. I thought It was so ridiculous.
0: And then she yo-yos them, and that's not enough, so then she gets a fire extinguisher and starts spraying him with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. It's quite a strange battle. And then the bus is impaled on, like, a construction, like... Yeah, a yip- crane. Yeah.
1: Goes all the way through it. Straight through
0: And then the bad guys show up, and she stands up and kind of, like, waves through the window. It's so weird.
1: I think I missed that part,
0: yeah, she waves, and then the next scene is her uh in the chair being electrocuted, oh yeah it's the longest electrocution scene, and it's totally like patio furniture or something. It's the weirdest chair choice. Oh, we- I instantly was just like, Wait, why would you choose that chair? It's, it's so weird, and they're in a prison, so the chair seems even stranger now, yeah, place. I mean,
1: it makes sense to torture teenagers, yeah,, yeah. for she, information, I
0: just shock them to see what they know. Yeah. That's how um, I learn things. <laughs> then uh, after the torture, she's in a cell. This is one of my favorite parts. The guy that's with her is like kind of shaking her shoulder or whatever, and she's staring off in the distance. And then he says, what's the matter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like she was just tortured for <laughs> yeah. so long. And it's just like, I don't get it. Like you don't just bounce back right away. Or
1: Are you good? I mean, I've been, <clears throat> I'm also a teenager, so I. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Every bad person in there was like, she's been tortured for so long. This is impressive. And then this guy's just like,
1: yeah, what's up with you?
0: I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, then we get the flashback of all the dead friends. Obviously, this is from the TV show. Uh, it seems like a good point to bring up that they're all children.
1: Yeah. And they're so young. She's yeah. not even graduated high school yet. Yeah. She's, like, worried about her end year exams.
0: Yeah. They're, like, 14, 15-year-olds.
1: Yeah. It's
0: so weird. She uses his shoe to trigger the sprinkler, and a fight ensues.
1: She expertly throws that shoe. Yeah. Too. Almost yeah. like
0: in almost awesome like a, powers. It's almost like a yo-yo for her. Yeah.
1: Well, she doesn't really yo it. She just chucks it anyway, so she's yeah. an expert.
0: It's great. Uh, she loves flipping people around. That's like the number one fight she does. She catches their arm and just flips them onto the ground. It's impressive. Yeah. I've never done that in my whole life, but I, I look forward to it. One day. They escape, and then there's a mysterious photo that becomes super important. It's a photo of a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. She says, "Uh, can I take it? And he's like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's super important in what we're all going to die for, but why don't you just take it anywhere? She keeps the photo, and then we see a girl playing with a super creepy dummy in, like, a resale place.
1: It's my nana.
0: It's Marble Girl.
1: Oh, yeah, talking about how bored she is. Yeah, she's,
0: like, so bored. And at this point, I think most of us are, like, a We're probably in the same boat.
1: Identified with her. Yeah, we're like,
0: I get it. They decide. It's time to get the girls back again. Together. Time to get Mm -hmm. the girls back together again. Uh, But the first, they have to visit the kid sister to see if she'll join.
1: Yeah, I was confused on, like, they want her to join, which seems really dangerous. (laughs) She has no training. She's even younger than them. If they call her kid sister, what is she, like, nine? Yes, I think so. And then she's, like, not that much younger than them, Mm -hmm. and that was really... She's Weird. taller
0: than some of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, my favorite part about that is when you find out you think they she's been like retired forever, and they're like, "Yeah, these five months have been really hard." Yes. I'm like what? Yeah, In five months. Yep.
0: It's, uh, things move quick when you're young, you know. And when you're, you're fighting crime with marbles, I guess. I mean, and yo-yos. Uh, the girls assemble at a quarry, which is a good place to assemble when you're getting back together. A helicopter arrives and this is the most uh, talked about scene in i think the entire series films included hmm. um because uh it shoots rockets at these children it shoots it machine does. guns at these children uh luckily there's barrels for them to hide behind that sometimes explode
1: that they can't see from the air
0: yeah you can't well no. everyone knows that about helicopters and barrels uh SD-3 wraps her yo-yo around the helicopter and is promptly dragged through the quarry, which seems like she would have thought that out better.
1: She didn't seem super smart. She no. was trying to, like, she yelled at the helicopter like yeah. she would intimidate it into falling from the yeah. sky.
0: Which, I mean, I'm no expert on helicopters, but I doubt you can hear someone yelling from the ground.
1: You totally only can if you're SD-3.
0: Right, that's probably. She's, she might have a super shout. Um, <laughs> she shouts that there's a yo-yo in her bag, and SD-1 grabs it, throws the yo-yo, and it blows up the helicopter.
1: And the barrels on the ground. Yes.
0: It, I mean, everything blows up.
1: There's a lot of blowing up, yeah.
0: The uh, cool music starts, but then everyone's sad because the guy has been shot to death.
1: In a very... He pushed SD2 out of the way yeah. and then stood there and got shot Yeah, in a very, like he S- could have. For so long. Yeah. He was standing there for a solid two seconds.
0: Yeah. It was a pretty intense shooting. Um, He's dead. In in, in movies like this, they always pick up the dead person and cradle them, even though they have like 45 holes in them. Like, yeah. They would just be draining. Every, it's just always so weird. She
1: just met him yeah that was really weird she was like really upset about him dying like you know people die that's upsetting but she met him like maybe eight hours ago
0: Mm -hmm. which is like i mean considering the five months she's been
1: retired it's a lot of time and this was confusing to me too this scene also because like they're only trying to meet like two other people there and then there's like six kids there for some reason including sd3 and they don't even talk about like why are you here yeah, you find out later, but it's just like, what she's not none of them surprised.
0: Mhm. It's so weird. Uh then they decide to have lunch and one of them is drawn with crayons, incredibly detailed plans of Hell Castle. Yeah, to the point where they take down the second picture and there's like a cross section of the building where they know <laughs> like all of the inner workings of this thing and they've drawn it. It's It's incredible.
1: Well, that's where you find out apparently SD3 was there because she's been casing that job. Oh, right. That's By herself. Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes, that is true.
1: Also, I don't know.
0: How long did it take you to get straight who SD1, 2, and 3 were?
1: There's no SD1. Only SD2 and 3.
0: I thought there was a 1.
1: No, she's not in the series. Not in the movie, at least. Well,
0: I'm apparently still figuring it out.
1: Yeah, at least because SD3 only calls st2 whatever her real name was
0: saki or
1: yeah yeah i think it was saki yeah uh sd2 okay. the whole time and there i don't remember there being an sd1 at i all.
0: think i just made somebody one in my head huh
1: the smart rich girl i thought she was just like no it wasn't her the only one who doesn't get a yeah. toy to kill people with that's true killing it's her brain
0: then in the night mr oh i don't remember his name shows up and says this is the ultimate yo-yo it's made of a new kind of super-concentrated compound metal. It's four times heavier and can do 16 times the damage. And then he gives her a special shoulder pad to absorb the shock upon its return.
1: On the wrong shoulder. Yeah. He's left-handed. He gives her a right
0: shoulder. Yeah. Okay, you got it, too. Because I was just like, oh, okay, so we don't have to cover that later. Uh, then he says, that's all I can do for you. Then they take rafts to the island and quickly changed from their outfits into their classic SD outfits
1: very Sailor Moon
0: yeah and they synchronize their watches
1: and one has a kids alarm clock like with the the bells and everything and it goes off it's so weird
0: and she's like this is what I could bring
1: okay
0: then we get uh, some awesome badass tunes again and then the uh, bad guys are having a champagne toast They're just all around a table having a...
1: Yeah. Celebrating that they passed and they're super killing machines. Yeah. And they sacrifice a pineapple in the air.
0: Yes. This is true. All of these things happen in this movie.
1: It sounds like I'm making it up on the spot, but I I I think I couldn't. No. I don't know.
0: Most people wouldn't, I would think. Uh, The gals are very sneaky. Uh, One gal and marbles get caught after dispatching the guards. Another person gets caught, and then the two gals get tricked by guards into pretending to be caught, but they're double-crossed by Little Sister. Yeah. Boy, when this happened, I was like, hold on, she has no skills, and she's double-crossing people?
1: Bad choice all around.
0: Yeah, this is, this is not great. Little Sister says she made a deal to save her brother, and she's sent to the medical facility, and he's been lobotomized.
1: In the very... Frankenstein-esque way. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're clearly terrible at lobotomies there. Uh, And the girls are shackled in the prison, and the graduates are ordered to kill. Um, But she challenges the main dude to a fight, and they have to battle. (laughs) In front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of slapping. He slaps her... Slaps the crap out of her. So many times. We don't really figure out until later why, but his main attack is a slap attack.
1: Yeah, I thought it was because he was like, "I don't want to kill her yet," mm-hmm. and maybe this is something I don't understand in the era. Yeah. So I was just confused the whole time. Yeah, it's, but then yeah, they do. They're gonna, they kind of get to it a little bit. Um,
0: she's then sent to the med ward to be. Oh yeah. Put down. At least something. Yeah, yeah, lethal injection. I think there's a creepy doctor. He's going to inject her with something. But then little sis has her back and stabs him in his back.
1: Metaphors, are all. Yeah, metaphors there. there it is. So and
0: deep. then we get my favorite scene. Well, top three, which is when she gets su- suited up with the super yo-yo. And it's... Said so to me, it's like the Rambo scene. Uh, Where he's like got to get all the weapons and all that stuff, but it's a it's a yo-yo and uh, and and the weird Pad thing
1: and then she I like that she puts Weights (coughs) like she moves the disc away and then puts four weights on either side That's the weights to make it What compound metal which special compound metal is a weird way of putting saying it
0: (laughs) yeah I thought it was bullets the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, she's loading
1: bullets in there. Oh, they look kind of like bullets. They even have a little ridge.
0: But weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She frees the gals. They all have their weapons. And then they do the... This is the weirdest thing. I can't say that, actually. They do the exact same thing that they snuck in to do the first time. Yeah. A second time.
1: Even though timing was critical. Yeah,
0: timing's critical, but they just do it exactly... I was like, did I? Is this the same footage? What is happening? I thought I had a stroke. I didn't understand. She even goes by
1: the camera the same? Yes.
0: It's so weird. And no one's watching this time. They're like, well, why would we keep an eye on it?
1: They're obviously trapped to these giant stone pillars in the basement.
0: Yeah. I mean, she couldn't just get out and find her super yo yo,
1: which was just like in the office. I guess. No guards. No. And they were super marbles. Right. Which she don't think ever uses. Marble Girl gets like no use of the marbles, to my knowledge. Uh, I
0: think you're. I think she. I think she marbles one person okay. before she goes on the crazy machine gun killing spree.
1: You're right, because it's a really epic. Like she has like three in her fingers. Yes, yeah. like she's peace signing them. Yeah. Away. And then I thought it was funny that they're just normal marbles. Yeah. You could give her bombs. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That, no. That's actually a great skill. If you can throw tiny objects yeah. accurately, you can mess some people up. No, just just Tiger's Eye. I mean, there's been probably budget
0: constraints, and they just, like, we can get a sack of marbles for $1.99. We can't afford the bombs. We
1: put all the money in this yo-yo with the <laughs> chain <laughs> we, string. Did you see the yo-yo we made? It's Took amazing. Uh, she kicks people's ass with a yo-yo.
0: Um, she opens all the cages. Many of the people, they're just, their souls are broken. They're not going to help. And then little yeah. sis... Brings the zombie brother in and everyone's like,
1: whoa, that's not cool. Yeah. Instantly in. They're ready to go. They're yeah. ready to use all the skills that they learned. I think it's a uh, part that we missed talking about is that oh, yeah. he says that when you use the very, very strong yo-yo, if you use it too much, it's going to destroy oh, your yes. shoulder. So she starts throwing it where she like holds her arm like it's slowly This ri- It's just like you rip your shoulder yes. muscles. Yeah, yeah. And she just like keeps you overusing it and you can see her like holding her shoulder the whole time like, Yeah, they create some sort of yo-yo drama
0: that's so true that's the special uh, yo-yo throwing arm she does this also like locking thing where she like <laughs> does this cool <laughs> like move before throwing it every time which I think is pretty amazing as well
1: yeah it was almost like a two part like she couldn't quite throw it unless she had the exact proper position
0: yeah it's interesting. so interesting and it made a noise too I think oh yeah
1: I think it was like <laughs> and then the noise once she threw the.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the sound design is perfect. It's very important. The overuse of the throwing arm now comes into play, but also doesn't matter because she just continually
1: uses it. Yeah, and there's. It doesn't seem to matter at all. No. She overused it a lot.
0: And then Marble goes crazy, machine guns everybody. Uh, everyone makes it over the fence before the one minute they had to do all of this. And the fence becomes electrified again. Uh, Saki goes back to save little sis. She's attacked by the knife guy. Kills all these knife guys in a hallway with the yo-yo. Oh, yeah. yeah. She kills like nine knife guys. And then she feels sad because they're kids. She just murdered like nine high school students. Yeah. She's like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. And then she goes to fight the big bad guy
1: who's revealed to be a cyborg. And the the thing that i think is interesting about this is like they're referencing the seasons before mm-hmm. that are on tv so apparently he was like the bad villain and then he was exploded right and got plastic surgery that's what they talk about at some uh, side yeah. point and but instead of yeah not plastic surgery that he's a cyborg and he looks like fucking terminator yeah
0: and at first it's like oh he's got one metal hand and you're like okay and then she and it beats him up some more, and then you're like, oh, he's got like more metal, and then his face is metal, and you're like, oh, then they just blow him up, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely in a way where you can't quite see he's being blown right. up. Yeah, yeah. Probably so that they can bring him back again.
0: I mean, there was a third film. Oh, no. Um, it's not as good as this one. <sighs>
1: That's that's a bad sign.
0: Yeah. Sake swears vengeance. They fight. He turns into a cyborg. Then she runs out of the building. Everything explodes. Everything looks super real and it's explosions. There's a lot of shots, too. They're like, in case you didn't see everything blow up on the island, here's another shot of it. Oh, yeah. Everyone else is in the boats, so it's like every time they look over, they just keeps. we should probably show them again.
1: Yeah, there's definitely canisters of... Some fuel somewhere oh, yeah. that just keep going on. Just
0: keep blowing up the same buildings, uh, and and that's uh, that's pretty much what happens. The uh, the main bad guy is defeated. A guy shows up and gives him a gun, and he just kills himself.
1: Oh yeah, that was like the, the shadow <laughs> yeah. director. I think they call yeah. him like if they do, and the the chief of police is like in cahoots in some way. Yeah, and then he failed, and he yeah, they imply that he killed himself in some way and then you're like wait is the main police guy also a villain i'm really confused he like knew where he lived
0: yeah in the series there's a lot of like drama i mean it's a drama with a peppering of the most ridiculous action yeah which if it was in America, like maybe it would be like the first Batman series or something where they just have it be a little lighter and be mm-hmm. more crazy. Because it's such a weird contrast, the fact that the, these people are like sad and bummed out and the like government's trying to brainwash kids. And then all of a sudden there's someone with like a yo-yo. It's yeah. Just, it's like, what, what are you – You'd ha- I don't know. if If it was campier, I guess is what I'm saying. Like yeah. it needs to go one way or the other.
1: I at one point expected there to be like a yo-yo sponsor. Like it, the whole thing was just a commercial for some yo-yo company yeah. in Japan or China, and it never happened. No. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's surprising."
0: But you could make it happen now. Like start an SD series. Oh yeah. For PDX Yo.
1: Perfect. Oh. That would he would probably love that the uh, yeah? the owner.
0: All right. Let's make that happen. <laughs>
1: Who's the owner? Uh I don't know if he they, Oh, he's a shadow director. Is not a shadow director? <laughs> I think it's just like, I think there's more than one. I only know one of the guys. I don't really know how he, they want that to be treated.
0: Oh, got it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the sake of conversation, I'll say they're shadow directors.
1: Yeah, we'll just call them the shadow directors. Perfect.
0: Uh, SD3 goes on, and uh, and the other girls just go back to their lives.
1: I like the changing of the guard, though. Yeah. Like the other, the Marble Girl 2, Brainy Girl 2, or 3, I guess, come mm-hmm. out, and then there's this big, like... Later. Yeah. Now you're it. And then the whole time Saki's yeah. just like, okay, shoulder's fine. Yeah. Doesn't I'm give the yo-yo back. Good.
0: I'm good. Yeah, she keeps it.
1: And the shoulder pad. It's weird.
0: I wonder what she's up to. And, uh, and that's the end of this film. Uh, in one of my versions of these notes I did for the show today, I had down something that's not in this one, so I have to bring it up now, huh. which is yo-yo battling. Okay. What's your best defensive move and offensive move? Okay. I have an answer to.
1: So the thing about a yo-yo, yeah. if it's responsive, meaning it goes up and down like old school ones. Got it. Or anyways, if you, as soon as it hits something, yeah. it's going to lose momentum and it's not going to retreat back to your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a one shot. So probably my best offensive move would probably be, it's called an Eli hop. Mm. and it's a trick where you have the yo-yo in trapeze and then you kind of shoot it out in a way and you can bring it back and I bet if I hit in the right way it might still spin where you can get it back Okay. And there's a thing called a windmill where you basically just spin the yo-yo and that seems like the best defensive move
0: yeah I was going to say around the world maybe for defense but is that like when?
1: it's when you go like full length of the string hmm. uh, That's a, a pinwheel lot. I think is what it's called actually it's, it's like a smaller loop ah. thinking that maybe you couldn't like do it, but maybe around the world would be. It also like it's a lot on the momentum, so it kind of makes the you slow down. Got it. But if it's a metal chain, I guess who knows.
0: I didn't even metal think about string. strings or chains. Uh, I saw a, m- a move when I was doing research called the pizza.
1: Is it A trick.
0: It's like a, trick. A, a
1: picture trick. I mean, sorry.
0: It's a what's a picture trick?
1: Like where you like hold the shape it of the string into something.
0: So this one you you throw. Uh huh. I don't know the terms wrap it around and make like a triangle uh-huh. with your like two fingers open one finger in the front and then you pretend to take bites and lengthen the oh, distance
1: yeah so i think that'd be considered a picture trick okay you can do like stars and eiffel tower is a picture trick they're like they call them that because you can like stop mid-trick and take a picture oh um, and that's like they have a lot of different ones it was really popular and like to my was like in the because, like, you know, they didn't spin that long, so if you could, like, get all these strings wrapped around and do a little picture, take a picture, and the yo-yo know, will, like, shoot back up in your hand.
0: Okay, cool. This brings us to a little game I'd like to play. All right. It's a game of nine yo-yo tricks, and it's called, very wittily, Real Tricks, or Tricks That Dirk Made Up.
1: Oh, no, this is going to be hard.
0: Number one, Sleeper. If that's a real trick. Yeah. What's a sleeper?
1: Uh, it's... So non-responsive doesn't apply because it basically just sleeps. That just means letting the yo-yo spin at the end of the string. It was a lot harder on a responsive yo-yo because mm-hmm. you would have to like not jerk your hand up and down at all because if you did, it would come back up. So the goal would be that you go down in a, a well enough way like and even push so that the yo-yo would sit there and spin on the bottom of the string. Got it. Is that
0: a, say, three-level novice to expert
1: That'd be like a base. Great. That'd be like one of the first tricks you learn.
0: Okay. Lindy Loop.
1: I think that's a real trick.
0: Yeah, that's a real trick. Okay. I won't ask you how that is. Don't know what that is. Okay, great. Uh Pooty Boop. Yeah, you made that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's not a real trick. Buddha's Revenge. That's a real trick. Yeah,
1: what is that one? Uh it's a riff off, I think Jade Buddha, which is it's hard to explain some of these. Um sure. because one, I don't learn a lot of other people's tricks all that often because I'm either lazy or I don't have, like, usually you, like, download a video and you slow it down because they're kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. Buddha's Revenge and all of those, they have, like, tutorials for them, but I just never Yeah. cared. I don't know. Probably it's... not the best for my foundation, but um, it's just a series of different tricks put together, and I think a guy, a really famous yo-yo, probably made it up in, like, the 2000s.
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, montezuma's revenge i don't think that's real no that's diarrhea that's a term for diarrhea oh uh boingy boing
1: yeah that's a real trick that's a real trick yeah
0: i read that one and i was like that's gotta be no that's real
1: yeah i can explain that one a little bit yeah. you like you have the yo-yo where instead of it's like the trick is like perpendicular to you it's like parallel to you um so it goes like up and down okay. in a way and then you like Kind of, I can't really, you move your hand up and down to the point where it causes the yo-yo to go front and back. Whoa. And it's, it's one of those tricks where like, when you get it, you get it, but it takes a long time to learn it. And, uh, it can be used in many different ways. It's a pretty popular, what's called front style trick. Okay.
0: Wingy boing. Uh, Russell Crowe's inner thigh.
1: I hope it's real, but I know it's not. Oh, yeah. That's I'm going to make a trick called Russell Crowe's okay, inner thigh Okay, please do. Yeah, perfect.
0: It's the R-C-I-T. Um... The Last Whistling Pickle.
1: I think that's real. That's,
0: I made that up? You did. There might be one, though.
1: Like, I mean, people just make tricks and then call them whatever they want. Yeah. There's I, one called Brent Stole because guy, he stole it from a guy named Brent. Oh, that's pretty good. I think that's, how, that's the lore of it.
0: Okay. Um, last one. Chopstick Suicide. Yeah. Okay, that's real. That's real. Um, people say it's one of the most difficult tricks to do.
1: A chopstick Suicide? I don't even know what they're... So a chopstick is a mount where you put it between your forefinger and your thumb. And you put the yo-yo in it while it's on the string. And a suicide is where you have a loop and you throw it out of your hand. The loop stays and you re-catch it. Oh. So I don't really know in what way they're referring to as chopsticks. Well,
0: I also don't know what level they were at, so...
1: I mean, I've done different chopstick suicide tricks i
0: don't
1: know Hmm. i don't know it's it's pretty hard though Chopsticks is a a weird one to get
0: okay and i should have asked this at the top but we'll cover it now what is pdx yo
1: pdx yo is a small indie company based here in portland um right now we only have two yo-yos with some in the mix and i am the only team member on it um and it's just a small yo-yo manufacturer. Oh, they don't manufacture them. Design. Um,
0: what are the two yo-yos?
1: Uh, they're called Swamp Monster, which was kind of a, there's a local Portland kind of like hobby yo-yo club. And. What's that called? Uh, I think it's just called the Portland Yo-Yo Club. I've mm-hmm. only gone a couple of times. Mm. Uh, they meet at the, uh, that, that cool bike, uh, the the yard house or the oh, lumber yard, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. They yeah. let us like yo-yo there, which is, or they do them. Sometimes it might work because mm-hmm. it's open in there. Um, and so it's kind of like the design was brought up and everyone kind of gave what they wanted. So it kinda ended up being kind of like a community build yo-yo. And then the second one's called Batsquatch, which was just released and is based off the lore of the, the Batsquatch.
0: And you have both those here?
1: I do have both those here. So this one's more angular, uh in the like special anonization like color. Only like pre-release got this. And then it's a monometal, meaning one type of metal. I believe it's 775 aluminum. Wow. I believe that's what it was. I wasn't on the team at the time when this was designed. And then <clears throat> the bat squatch is 775 body with stainless steel rim. So it's, it would be called a composite. It's not called that. It's okay. called a bimetal. Okay. But it, you could, I guess, refer to that if we're going back to the movie. And um, this was based on me and the designer owner going back and forth and me saying that i want an organic i think he we, he should do an organic yo-yo oh. and just like i don't really like him we'll work with it and he ended up like making it a kind of a design challenge for himself and uh, we worked together and uh, made it and it's really popular it's really good it's it's pushed itself to being like my first or second favorite yo-yo and it's not just bias from the companies because right i really do like it. i play with it all the time i have two of them and one's pretty much beat up and the other one's doing all right
0: And then what's this with a leather thing here?
1: Oh, this is just – I made – I designed a yo-yo strap like probably five years ago, and this is just the one I keep on me all the time. This is the first colorway I did with the – or not I did, but I was like suggesting we were passing stuff around, and it's army green with copper rings. So this is one I – like my everyday carry sort of thing.
0: Oh, like you just have that on your belt?
1: Pretty much all the time. Oh, okay. Just because – I don't know. It's there.
0: And so if you have any downtime, you could just –
1: yeah, when I'm procrastinating, classes yeah. or waiting for the bus, things like that.
0: Yeah, and then what else do you? What do you?
1: What so you I brought a, like of? a little menagerie here, different types. I have like a wooden yo-yo uh, that I play with, so it's like old school style. It's fun. Um, and then I brought my first yo-yo, which is called the Summit, uh, which is like a uh, work with them. And it's, I was just wanted to show you different shapes. Yeah, who makes that? This is a uh, One Drop as well. Okay. So so it's like organic, is more angular, mm-hmm. more like a butterfly people call it a butterfly shape this is a v or w because it kind of makes a W-ish shape this is an hv hybrid usually it goes like that so that's they have like categorizes of shapes wow. um and then so this big plastic one is called an off string okay so the string's not attached so you kind of do more of a diabolo style it's also called foray in competition so the string's not attached in the middle it is not attached in the middle you shoot it in the air and catch it and then do tricks involving like throwing it. What? So this is 4A.
0: That should be in the movie.
1: That would have made more sense. You chuck yeah. that at someone. And then metal catch one, catch it. Yeah. It didn't get popular until more recently. So I don't even think it was a
0: okay possibility well, back then. If I was an SD girl, that's what I would
1: use. I Me too. Use like I mean, they're not always this big, but this one's a beefy boy. Yeah.
0: You put four metal whatever
1: they are in there. Yeah. And chuck it. <laughs> Game over. And then, yeah, this is like a hard V shape, because it looks exactly like a V. It's mm-hmm. so my friend's signature. It's also a one-drop. Um, and then this is another style called 5A, or counterweight.
0: It's got a dice.
1: It's got a dice with a hole in it, and you don't attach it to your string, your finger. You let it kind of go. And this is attached to the yo-yo, but it's so you can kind of, again, like, throw it in the air. It's like... And then what do these run? Uh, they really vary, um... The bat Batsquatch, I believe, was 105 I could be wrong on that. I'm really bad at that. And then... Ballpark is good. Those, I would say anything... A good high-end yo-yo is going to run anywhere between $50 to $150. Okay. Really, really high-end can go up to like $300. They're like titanium yo-yos and stuff like that. But it's a little bit of a steep start but you can start with like there's cheaper options like plastic yoyos that are like 20 bucks that are really good things like that and
0: are there many companies that are making yoyos like at this caliber
1: there's a lot i wouldn't say many it's a pretty niche market mm-hmm. um there's like some of the big big guys a lot of them are in um china and japan there's like countless i don't know them all in the united states there's probably like a bunch of little indie companies there's ones popping up all the time like i've even like been working with a mechanical engineering friend and might do a small little oh, cool. company of my own that's a uh, sideshow themed because I'm kind of a s- s- nice. freak sideshow fanatic. So I thought that'd be a fun little yeah. crossover for me. So there's a lot of coming in and out. They kind of come and go PDX show um, has really good branding and good yo-yos and mm-hmm. kind of, he kind of came out of the gate strong and um, so they've lasted two and we're going to do another one coming up soon. So by the end of the year there'll be three and that's, pretty fast. He's doing some stuff that it keeps him alive. Some people just like throw money in it and hope yeah. that they last and uh, they come and go really fast but sometimes you get really cool yo-yos out of it.
0: Uh, this brings us to the final section of questions. Uh, what's a good day like for you as a professional yo yoer
1: With yo-yoing involved or just day-to-day life?
0: Let's go day-to-day.
1: Um, I don't like to get up early so... <laughs> Me neither. S- like a 9 or 10 a.m. start it yeah. is pretty good. I like to watch some sort of YouTube DIY building video while yo-yoing in the morning with coffee sometimes okay. to keep me like get me awake, wake mm-hmm. me up a little bit. And then if I don't have class, which I normally do, um I usually work on our, our house or something like that, but um I've gotten really into more nerdy stuff, so probably a couple more nerdy things in there. What are
0: what what do you got?
1: Uh, I just got really into Pokemon trading card game.
0: <laughs> like the classic game?
1: Uh, yeah, it's like gotten a little more complicated. Uh, coworker of mine had me play the like online one. It's like a free online version. And then mm-hmm. some of my engineering friends, we were like, what can we do in our downtime? Because we spend like 12 hours a day at school. Yeah, And we're like, oh, these are cheap. It's like $13. We'll just play with that. So that's been pretty fun. Just doing stuff like that. It's hard to think about what I would do while not in school. Because right now my days mostly consist of, like, doing homework for, like, 12 hours. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. So the yo-yoing probably is a good way to kind of, uh, I don't know, de-stress or...
1: Yeah, like, between classes I yo-yo a lot to kind of, like, people talk about, like, oh, how that was super hard or this was super hard or I'm super stressed out. And I'll just, like, yo-yo in the corner and probably look like a little weird kid. But it helps me not to, like, get super stressed out.
0: Yeah, I was uh, so impressed when I saw you yo-yoing on Instagram Partially because I didn't understand the mechanics of the yo-yo, it sounds like, but also uh, just the variety of tricks that you're doing. Do you have like favorites that you go to? Do you have a routine that you do, or are you just constantly going from one thing to another?
1: That's a good question. I don't do routines. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never competed. I go to competitions sometimes. I'll be going to Worlds in Hungary hopefully this summer. Cool. Um, But I, yeah, I've never. They're like tricks or like moves that I've kind of figured out slowly. Um, that I do pretty often, or if I want... I see a mount I like from a yo like that I see. Um, I'll try to figure it out, and then I'll, like... I call them writing tricks. Some people just say, like, creating tricks um, hmm. that I like based on that mount, usually start a mount, which is a stopping position. Yeah. Um. So lately, I've just been kind of in kind of autopilot mode where I'll just do the same few tricks over and over again uh, just so that when I go to film for PDX Yo!, or for my Instagram, I have it dialed in enough where I don't have to sit there for an hour trying yeah. to land the same trick because that gets tedious. And uh, with kendama, that was a thing—you just spent two hours filming. Over,
0: over. yeah. I think them. I saw a guy doing the kendama on the PD, pdxio Instagram.
1: Uh, I, maybe
0: I, I went like pretty far back, and I thought I saw a dude. Maybe had dreads. Uh,
1: I mean, it might have been me with my long hair.
0: No, wasn't you. He was
1: African-American,
0: and he was doing the cup and ball thing, I thought. Huh, yeah, I've been... I might have been just, like, super deep into the Instagram, and it, wouldn't, it wasn't PDXEO.
1: It, it couldn't have been, because he's okay. really yo-yo-specific. Okay. I was thinking maybe if it was a story, but um, in the actual things. But stories. I
0: didn't know it was a thing, so I was just like, yeah. what is this cup and ball, like, in the middle of all of this?
1: But Yeah, it's another yeah. whole niche world. That's amazing. There's a lot of, like, pros in Portland. For yeah. yo-yoing and for kendama, actually.
0: Huh. Yeah. They're like a community of people I didn't even know existed.
1: Yeah, you'll see. And then now you're going to see them everywhere. You're going right. to see like a kid with on the max with kendama or on yeah. his neck or something. You're like, oh, that thing. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> got, got it. Uh, what's a bad day like?
1: Studying for 12 hours a day. No. <laughs> um, I'm pretty bad. When I get up early, it kind of sets my day off pretty bad. Yeah. And. Don't have kids. Yeah, well, that'll help you. <laughs> so... Probably, I guess I had a pretty bad day the other day where I had to get up early, and then I found out some bad school news, and uh, so I had to go and deal with, like, clerical work at school, and sure. then I missed a max, and then I was just kind of like, I think when my time is wasted in any way, I'm like, this is a terrible
0: day. That makes sense. I mean, you're filling the, your yo-yo fills the void. Yeah. Right? For missing time. Yeah. Makes it uh, productive to yeah. practice. Um. Do you have any advice for someone interested in getting in getting into uh <clears throat> do that again? Do you have any advice for someone interested in getting into professional yo-yoing?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to get into yo-yoing, I have a lot of advice. I would say never try to be a professional. It mm-hmm. kind of taints your experience if your goal is to be sponsored. That's great. And that's what a lot of sponsor players will say. Just do it. And then if a company comes to you, that's that's great, but that shouldn't be the end goal. Yeah. Um, I know that's hard to say and do because even at certain points, I was like, "I think I'm good enough. Why am I not sponsored?" But it's not really worth stressing out about. But in, as far as getting into it, there's a lot of great yo-yos. Yo-yoexpert.com is kind of they're kind of the best place for yo-yos. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of like good plastic yo-yos that are like twenty dollars, and usually they come with two bearings. They come with a responsive bearing that is. Tug responsive, old school, but it runs a little longer. It has a bearing in it, but it's like half spec, so it's thinner. Okay. And then it comes with a full spec bearing, so you can go to non responsive when you're ready. And the plastic yo being twenty bucks, you can, you're gonna smash it on the ground a lot. Yeah. And it's good to have one that you aren't that worried about smashing. I have when I first smashed my like hundred dollar yo-yo, I was crushed. Ugh. I was like, oh, it doesn't play right. It vibes now. I don't. Oh no. But it was twenty bucks. You're like, oh, that's fine. That's and then. Fine picking good string is really important. A lot of people buy like the cheapest string possible and then they're like, Oh, why does my yo-yo keep tensioning? I can't control the tension meaning like it spins on itself. I can't do this. So I am lucky enough to have friends who make string that either like give me some or help me do it um, or sell to me for cheap. And finding a string is more important than you think. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like the lifeblood of the yo-yo after you have it and it goes bad and you have to learn how to do it and, Reaching out in the community is really good, too, because, like, if someone, I've had people reach out to me on Instagram and ask me for advice um, and what they should buy, and I'm usually pretty receptive in helping them do tricks and stuff. Um, asking too much is kind of rude. Asking them to sponsor you is never okay. Right, um, right. But for advice about string or yo-yos, I think that's it's good to reach out, and the community is really helpful, and the Facebook community is really good, and they'll help you every step of the way, and it's super supportive. So I think getting connected really fast is a good way to keep going with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh there's uh is there like a Portland community for yo-yoers? Is there yeah. like a meet and greet or
1: Yeah, there is like a lot of the people in the Portland Yo Yo Club, I think it's just called the Portland Yo-Yo Club, um they um meet up and they're they're not like pros. They're like hobbyists who are really good and they have good collections and they're really nice guys. Um they're like a little older, so they're like more into the hobby aspect. Mm-hmm. And they're really good about helping and if you reach out to me or if you go to pdx shows um instagram or ask them if you want to know we can help you work with that if you're if you're in the portland area if not a lot of cities have sure little yo-yo clubs and if you type in like your city yo-yo club you'll usually find something or someone who yo-yos or post in a facebook group being like I live in the city. Is there any yo here? And usually, like, every yo-yoer who's in a small town, even small towns, are like, I do, please, let's meet up. Right. I'm all alone.
0: Cool. Uh, which brings us to the last question, and my favorite, Chester. Yes? What are your dreams like?
1: My dreams in general or with yo-yoing?
0: Uh, in general.
1: Um, my big dream is to... Oh, no, like when you sleep. Oh, my sleep. Yeah. What are my dreams like? Yeah. Oh. That's so much less serious than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of my dreams. Yeah. That's that's a sad realization. That's good because
0: it's not stress. Then you're not having the same repetitive, horrific things happen.
1: Yeah, I don't have stress dreams, even when I'm that's stressed right. out about school. Yeah. Um. Right now I have nightmares about this mustache that my friends made me get. But... Why,
0: why do you have a mustache?
1: My good friend, Aaron... He had been going bald for a number of years. Are you growing him hair on your lip? Um, sort of. And he finally, the other night, let us shave his head to take power. I've been trying to get him to do it for a long time. Cool. And uh, in solidarity, my friend thought it would be a good idea if we all have mustaches for a week. Mm. So last night, I uh, decided to uh, break down and actually do it. So now I look ridiculous. But other than that, yeah, I don't really remember my dreams, unfortunately. Cool. Well,
0: this has been awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you for
0: coming in. Thank you for watching, uh, SD. I'm sure I've said it wrong. Oh, thank that's my mom texting in the middle of this. Um, she just sent me a text that said, I never did like clowns. I'll cut that out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you for watching, uh, SD. Uh, thank yeah, you for it. bringing all these yo-yos to, for me to see. I'll take a couple pictures of these to post on the Instagram. Awesome. Um, Yeah, thanks so
1: much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Even though it was a hard (laughs) move to get through, I'm glad I watched (laughs) it.